You're like so gay. Oh, wow. What the fuck is up, daddy gang? No, I'm totally kidding. That is not our brand. And um, probably, honestly, it might be trademarked. Um, But I do feel a bit like I'm channeling my Alex Cooper today because I'm alone. I'm a single... Well, I've been single for fucking ever, but um, I am alone on this podcast today, and it's my first little bit solo on Queering the Air, which is crazy. First off, I was swamped, swamped all week last week because I had a lot of work stuff going on, so I was not able to record literally anything last week. And then this weekend, when I had free time, Matthew was not free at all, so... Yeah, so you're just going to get me alone right now. I hope everyone's okay with that. I hope this is still fun to listen to. Um, Solo podcasting is weird. I thought that it would be easier than it actually is because I'm so used to talking to myself alone in my room making YouTube videos. But this is like, I don't know, maybe I'll get into a groove. Anyways, I hope everyone has had a wonderful last week of fucking September. I cannot believe that it is almost October. Or as everybody on Twitter is saying, March 173rd or whatever the fuck it is. I just wanted to pop on for a quick minute before the interview this week and and chat. You know, I think that having this like this one-on-one time and like this this intimate portion before we do the interview is really important because it I do think that the the like the intro chat is is important um when it's Matt and I because it it gives you a little bit of a sense about who we are before we actually get into the interview and just talk about other people well the 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 purpose of this podcast is not to like indulge ourselves but at the end of the day I, I feel like you'll have a stronger bond with the podcast if you feel like you know us better and and when you feel like you know us better you like understand where we're coming from when we ask the questions that we do now I get why it's like when you when you sell a podcast, you kind of have to have like a glass of wine or something. But I just went for a run and I took a shower and I'm still very warm and I'm drinking a protein shake. So it's kind of the opposite of having a glass of wine. So can you hear the crickets in the background? They're really fucking loud. Welcome to L.A. So what I'm learning with this is it's really important to have like a set plan of, you know, what you want to talk about when you film a podcast by yourself because you can't just really riff off other people you can only riff off of yourself the main thing that i wanted to talk about in this intro since i'm alone and have no idea what to talk about in an intro alone in a podcast alone 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 that was a spongebob reference if anybody got that i'm really proud of you uh god bless i have been feeling a sort of like anime which sociological term for you of the day it's, it's this feeling of when you don't necessarily know what like your purpose is. But, but I just want to like boost everyone up who's listening to this, who's 22, 23, 24, 25, and is in the same boat as me. Because, I don't know, we're all in this shit together. Um, so I think my advice for people who are feeling this way is like you, like you have every right to feel it. And this is, this is also just me like talking to myself is you have every right to feel it. I don't know. I'm a fucking Capricorn, okay? I... I thrive by looking at what I'm working towards, especially in my career. And like I set goals and I, I, what motivates me is like achieving them and like success and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I blame that on being a Capricorn, but that's also just like how I've always been. It's been kind of hard, like trying to motivate myself sometimes when it's like, what am I working towards? You know, what is this goal that I'm, that I'm chasing at this point? Like, will I ever get there? I don't have answers. I just want everyone to who's listening who maybe ha- have had similar feelings to like to know that it's uh, normal. As my therapist said, every single fucking session that I ever had, um, 
there are four crises going on in the world right now and any one of them you know would be very monumental um this was like back in june mostly when he was saying this to me so it's the pandemic the economic crisis because so many people are fucking unemployed and then the social unrest because of all of the racism and like xenophobia and anti-semitism and homophobia like all of these things that are going on in this country that have been brought to a boiling point and then the pandemic did i already say that one i don't even know and then the presidential election which is gonna literally be the like i i read the the article by the atlantic like earlier this week and um if you haven't read it and you have really bad anxiety don't read it (laughs) but if you haven't read it and you don't get horribly anxious and you're curious about what the next four months are going to look like, it's a really important read. It's really good. Basically, for me to summarize it for you, they predicted that there is no way that the election will be calm and peaceful and easy and it will probably stretch into late December. Yeah, maybe I should have put a trigger warning before that. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I've blacked out for the last half an hour while I've been filming this fucking intro, but... If you do that, you have a tiny penis. I don't make the rules. That person who who I know lives on my block does that shit multiple times a day. Like, you do not need to rev your fucking engine every time you pull out of your fucking driveway. It does not make you look cool. I hope it makes you feel fucking cool, but you live in the middle of a very crowded street. And that's on what? The unnecessary feeling of needing to exert your fucking masculinity on every single person who's nearby you. Thank you so much. Anyway, since I have no idea how to record a podcast alone, I will transition into the interview shortly. We interviewed my good friend Izzy, who is one of my favorite people that I've met in LA so far. She is just um, a ray of sunshine. I met her a little over a year ago, but it feels like it's been like five years because of because of everything, because of life because time is a social construct and it's literally not real. Very wonderful, very bright, and very well-spoken. Also, I just want to take a second to give a shout out to Brett. We got like a personal sponsor through Anchor, which I didn't even really know you could do. But basically, Brett pledged a certain, uh, like a small amount of money towards us each month to like support the growth of this podcast, which is so incredible and very unexpected. So I just wanted to take a minute to thank you so much. Shout out to you. Really, really appreciate you. If there's anything that you want to hear, let us know. Send us a DM. And if anyone else is looking to sponsor a small business, because it's basically a small business, right? I don't know. This is like a free hour of entertainment and like knowledge each week that we bestow upon you. So if you'd like to uh, donate money to the podcast as well, absolutely no pressure for anyone listening to do this. But if you also would like to pledge a small amount of money, you can do that on the Anchor website. I think there's going to be a link in the description of every episode that's like, oh, if you want to support them, click here. Um, Again, no pressure to do that. But later down the line, once we, fingers crossed, just manifesting this right here, once we start making money like actual money we haven't made much money um we're hoping to donate a a portion of of all of our proceeds to the charities that are highlighted by our wonderful guests each week so also if anyone has any advice for this getting picked up by like a network or like anything like that hit your boy up i don't know this is fun wouldn't it be really cool if this just became our jobs well my job because matthew's gonna still become a lawyer i think but the future is so fucking murky right now All right, without further ado, here is Izzy's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
And if you do, remember to click follow on whatever platform you are listening on. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Check out the podcast, Instagram, all that good, all that good stuff. We want to connect. And we will talk to you again next week. Keep it queer. sexual deviants and sexual deviant wannabes what's up it's aaron uh matt is not with me at the moment rest in peace, rest, rest <laughs> in peace. he is buried in his law textbook um but i'm joined today with izzy with izzy hi, hi. um and i'm very very excited that this has come together because i've been slightly hounding her not hounding but gently yes it's like like poking hey. like poking on facebook being like please Please, can I? Can every, we it's like every time you ask, this. it's like, hey, can you do it? I was like, yes. And then, like, the world explodes. And yeah. then my mom visits. I mean, thank you for being patient with, like, the schedules and stuff, too. And still just, like, being. I am a saint. She's a real one. I am. She's truly a, but a we, saint. we've been knew that. So. <laughs> so, Izzy, who are you? Um, icon, <laughs> legend, star, expose. Um, no, I am a Tom fooleried little queer. I don't even know. Who am I? <laughs> Um, I am Isabella Rocha. You can call me Izzy. I'm from Brazil. I model full time. I'm a buffoon full time as well. Mm-hmm. You can check her out on TikTok. Oh yeah, my TikTok Izzy Busy Spider. Instagram also Izzy Busy Spider. If you want to see like the the visage of being a like a true woman, a lady like, mm-hmm. that's a lie. Half my posts are not that. It's Instagram. If you want to see me being a complete dumbass, that would be my TikTok. Yes. I feel like you're the embodiment of like get you a girl who can do both. Except I can do many. I'm a multifaceted mama. T. T. I love that. What are your pronouns? Um, she, her. Okay. Amazing. Really throw anything at me, though. I'll, I'll respond. Yeah, same. Amazing. Well, I'm really happy that this is finally happening. I know. Um, We've been meaning to do this forever. Yeah. And, okay. So, you said you're from Brazil. I am. You were born in Brazil? I was born in Brazil. Um, as of two years ago, I am an American citizen, so dual citizenship. Not very okay. helpful in this time of COVID, where both of the countries I am I belong to suck at dealing with it. But hey, you know, it'll they'll be helpful eventually. At least you can like get out of here in, in case of emergency in Brazil's, two months. Brazil's worse. Oh, I have, we have the Trump of the tropics. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did know that, actually. Yes, Bolsonaro. He's not a fun time. Okay. He's not fun, fresh, or fierce. For everyone who's listening who has no idea what's going on in Brazil. Oh, yeah. So in Brazil, um, in the last election, we had what was coined as the Trump of the Tropics. And so Trump would be like, he's a businessman of America, so but not a politician. Bolsonaro was a like army man. Mm. So people were like, oh, he'll, he'll run the country. So Strict and amazing. Him. And it's like, why would you? No, please stop. And he's very, very anti-LGBTQ+. He's very... Basically... A Mike Pence, I would say. Okay. His views mirror Mike Pence a little better than Trump's. But yeah, um, it's very polarizing, similar to what's happening in America. Brazil is very, very, very polarized. Some people love him and think he'll save the country, and other people think he's just a step closer to, like, a crumbling society. Yeah. That's freaky. A little. A little. 2020. I mean, it's the main reason why I'm not out to my family in Brazil. Really? I'm not, no. Oh, yeah, I identify as queer, bi, pan, I guess, to me, like, those labels sort of mend together very well, and it's more subjective to the person-to-person of which 
identity you feel comfortable with. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so queer is like your preferred... It's the one that resonated most with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be bi, and then someone... Um, exp- my first pride. Someone explained to me that like bi tends to be... It doesn't need to be, but it tends to be like in the name within the binary. And to me, gender is mm-hmm. like sort of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Of like, do I find you attractive? Are you cute and funny? Yes. Great. Is your personality on point? Fantastic. I will obviously validate any gender anyone gives me, but that's sort of an afterthought of whether I want to date you or not. Gotcha. So that's how queer was explained to me. So queer has always been what I lean towards, but especially if I'm speaking with someone who's more heteronormative, bisexual is a lot easier to... Comprehend. Yes. Yeah. Digest. Yes, digest. Because the, I, if I'm like, well, I would say I'm bisexual, but that kind of sits in the binary, and I and I don't sit in the binary. They're like, the binary? I'm like, oh, no. Yes, there's more than one gender. They're like, no, there's not. <laughs> okay, so we're going to crack the knuckles. Like, yeah. let's get into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for, for anyone who is confused, you're saying that bisexual just kind of, like, negates anybody who doesn't identify as male or female. Yeah. Like, to bi- like what bisexual. I... And, like, when I... This I was, mean, it, do, it does in... In my mind as well too. I've yeah, never, like, it's so. It and I know terms. a lot of people don't like to view it as that, but mm-hmm. that's just personally how I have seen it. Especially because the name in the name it says bi, yeah, binary. Two. So to me, queer has been more. It's it's more of even an umbrella term at this point. Queer is not even an identity. It's a sort of culture that stands within. It's always been something I've been immersed in. I mean, I did drag shows for God's sake. So you I've did? always been. Yeah. Yes, for the until I moved to LA, I was very. Oh, I did, I knew that you did it. In yeah, Denver, right? in LA, I haven't been able to because I haven't been in the drag scene. But it, like when I was in Colorado, I was deeply into the drag scene there. Okay, so you grew up in Brazil. Yes, so I was born in Brazil, stayed mm-hmm. there till I was like three and a half, almost four. Okay. Then I moved to Indiana, then to Colorado, then back to Indiana, then Colorado again, and then to Texas, and I'm here. But within <laughs> Which that, has been ten- your favorite. Um, <laughs> none. Uh, so I'm kidding. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Tie between California reasons. and Colorado. Never say, in Indiana. Like, never like in Indiana. Literally amazing. never Indiana or Texas. <laughs> Where Not, in Texas were you? Uh, Dallas. That's okay. a lie. Fort Worth. Um, oh. That's even more of a lie. North Lake, Texas. <laughs> okay. It just gets smaller. It's smaller. <laughs> okay. I'm like, no one's going to know this city, so I'm just going to broaden it. Mm-hmm. But um, within that time, my mom, we always thought we were going to move back to Brazil. That was always, my mom did. My dad knew we weren't. <laughs> Sneaky little devil. <laughs> So I bounced around the country with my mom being like, she needs as much English as possible. So I grew up with one foot in Brazil and one foot in America because we always thought we were going to come back. And then... So you were speaking Portuguese and English. Yes, I was. I was doing both. And then I lost a lot of it because when my dad knew we were going to stay, he was like, you need to get rid of your accent. Really? So he started... So I would do like an after-school program for my English. Mm -hmm. And then he would do an after-after-school program to help me with my accent. So the reason why I have no accent at all is because of my dad. He was the one who sort of... Why did he not want you to have an accent? Because he was, I would have a better time and an easier time in America being if I American. did... Being in America. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Being if I sounded like an American, even though I wasn't, That's I would have a better chance. really sad, but also he wasn't a wrong. very valid point. He wasn't wrong. My yeah. mom still struggles with it to this day. Really? Because mm-hmm, she has a very thick accent. My dad trained his accent out of his English. Wow. So he sounds very American, even though he's full-fledged Brazilian, only has lived in America since we've lived in America. So wow. Like 20 years. That's really wild. Ah, uh, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, well, f- weirder. So it was, I think I was like 11 mm-hmm. when my dad finally broke the news of like, we are not moving back. Why did he not want to go back? 
because uh, honestly, because America is just like a better, more for what he wanted to do. It was America. Mm-hmm. He's um, a bio biomedical no uh, microbiology like engineer. Oh. Wow, like he fucks with the DNA of plants. So he's really smart. Yeah, actually, he's <laughs> super smart, and I missed the mark on that one. Damn. He's like, oh my god, I am literally having government-funded labs to test plants and make sure they turn white when like dangerous chemicals go near them, so they can put it in airports. What is my daughter doing? Drag shows? Okay, cool. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, that's so. That's literally what he did. Like that's what he does. He messes with the, the genetics and the DNA of plants so that they can better do things. Like the last. Time. I, I hear shit like that, and I'm like, what am I doing for the world? Like, <laughs> I, I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I mm-hmm. I pose in front of a camera from time to time, and I make someone laugh. Yeah. Still <sighs> Meanwhile, important. my dad Still is important. hitting the genetics of plants so that they can turn salt water into clean water. Oh, my God. Right? I was like, fuck. He says he's proud of me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that one for the team. Yes. I'm going to take any, that one Do you have any siblings? I don't. Well, I counted my dog once upon a time, but, you know, R.I.P. Susie. <laughs> oh. No, she's okay. fine. She powered through cancer twice. Damn. Without doing anything. She was like, I'm going to nap and what kind eat. Of dog is it? She was a, do you know Toto from The Wizard of Oz? Yes. That's Karen Terrier. Okay. So wow. she was old, fat, and grunted for mm-hmm. everything. She didn't bark anymore. She didn't whine. She just grunted at things and stomped her feet. That I'm picturing, Very relatable okay, content. The dog from Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that was her. <laughs> I, do, I do that all she the time. She would like levitate slightly. Say, like, when people get it, they're like, okay. <laughs> no, it's 100% my dog. Oh my Just, God. Just like wheezes occasionally mm-hmm. and you'd be like, chicken. Yes. Thank you. Uh, That's exactly that. what we were aiming for. That's so funny. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. And then, okay, so you... Bounced around Indiana. Oh yeah, Ohio. my bad. So eleven, no, eleven to twelve. Mm. Um, my eleven to twelve. I had stayed in Brazil for like almost two months, no, almost three months, and I decided to go to school there for a little bit. And I was having such a hard time assimilating to the mm. culture because I had I had only ever been there for like brief moments of time, and like twelve, thirteen is like when you are building your identity. Wait, and why like, were you back there when you were like eleven? Uh, just because. You just for the gigs. Go, you wanted to go back for a little bit, but then yeah. your dad was Well, like, for 12 to 13, so for my summer vacation. Oh, just for the summer. Yeah, for my summer vacation, we went back, but they were still in school. Okay. So my uh, mom was like, fuck it, put her in school. More <laughs> education. It's free. Why not? I'm like, wow. Um, so they did, and I went. I went with friends, so I wasn't like an official student. I just mm-hmm. like went with a friend. <laughs> And because I was a the shadow, basically, and because I was the American, people were like, ooh, I was like a celebrity. People were literally like sticking their heads through the doors, like that's the American. But I literally looked like everybody else, so they're like, which one is she? I'm like, hi, the one that's brown, like everybody fucking else. If you're from Africa, why are you white? <laughs> Relatable. I just looked like everybody because I am Brazilian, was born in that same town, so it's yeah. not like I looked much different than anybody else. Yeah. But um, my mom sort of recognized, I was like, wow, she's having a really hard time assimilating. If we moved here, she would have like, she would really struggle. So we either do it now or or never. And so then my dad was like, was planning on the never. And she (laughs) was like, well, (laughs) okay. So that's what we did. Okay. Yeah, I had a really difficult time. Um, Brazil is heavy, heavy, heavy. If you don't follow the norm that's currently happening, you're sort of shunned to the wayside. Really? Mm-hmm. And I've always sort of found myself to be not an outcast. Well, and sometimes very much an outcast. Um, but, like, sort of on the outskirts a little bit. 
um, whether that be artistically speaking, the way I dressed, the way I looked, the way I thought. I've always found myself sort of on the outskirts of what was popular. Mm-hmm. Um, except now when it's popular to be unpopular. I don't know. Things are weird. Yeah. But I, my mom and dad sort of knew that like she would not thrive in the cultural norms. And especially because I'm queer, I definitely would not have thrived in those cultural norms. Did you um, know when you were there, when you were like 11 and 12? I just thought I, you know, I was just thinking like, wow, gee, girls are so neat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love my friends. <laughs> Girls are so pretty. Yeah. Aren't they just the prettiest? And right. it was like, at that age, I well, I was like, oh my God, it's totally normal to practice kissing with your friends that are girls and have a better time than with the actual guy you kissed. That's normal. That's what happens to everybody, guys, right? Guys are bad kissers. <laughs> Actually. No. Factually, yes, yes. Correct. Especially at that age. Yeah. But no, um, I think I do not know what my life would have been if I stayed in Brazil. I know yeah. I wouldn't be the person I am now. It would be a much muted, quiet version of who I am. So what is the norm in Brazil? Is it just very, like, straight? It Literally, whatever the trend is, is what every girl is going to be. So right now, what's very popular is blonde hair. So every girl has blonde hair right now. Really? Not every girl, but it's very it's very weird to see someone who doesn't have blonde hair. Like bleach blonde hair. Variations of blonde. Huh. Variations of blonde. So when okay. like if a perfume gets popular, all of them will wear that perfume. It's like this like semi light wash denim. Is that what tennis d- shoes? Is that where the joke of like come to Brazil like comes from? Because they they all have like such a like almost like a hive mind. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, because like I feel like that I see that on like every celebrity's like comments like yeah. come to brazil come to brazil i mean there's also like a just brazilians have an passion a passion for brazil like this, i even i have this we have this un like mm. unwavering pride for our country yeah and like proud pride like pride to be a brazilian mm. that sort of just stands strong so there that does exist so anything that can give brazil notoriety like beyonce performed here ah uh-huh. like that's really what that is is okay. to give Brazilian a sort of notoriety interesting mm-hmm. one of my like best friends from high school lived there for a year when she was like 14 or 15 on like a youth exchange and she is still to this day like she's like more Brazilian Brazil. than she like she, yeah she's Come like I can't wait to go back she still like speech, speaks mm. Portuguese all the time I like, love I mean I love the country I really do and it's I think I if really you get with the go. right group of people you get with the right group of people you get like the especially the younger the younger group of, of people the younger generations are so kind and welcome and warming and Especially if you get to like a bigger city, it's really great. The smaller mm-hmm. cities, they're still very, very, very behind. Like, I mean, it sounds like America. Yeah. Like, no, it's very, like, very similar. Except it's, it's an, it's, uh, Brazil is very polarizing. They're okay. very in the extremes. So like, if you are gay, if you are a gay man, and you are a hairdresser, something that is characteristically feminine, mm-hmm. you will be accepted for the most part. Like, they're like work. Mm go queen okay absolutely and like of course there's going to be the bigots who will like choose to run you over in the car if they see you in the streets and you look feminine because you know the world sucks yeah but if you are a gay outwardly and a doctor mm. especially if you're in a smaller town like the town i'm from the small Chicago is a smaller town the younger the older generation will give you a side eye really they won't go to you if they if they have the choice not to huh so that's like the bigot the bigotry is still there and there's still this like huge apprehension for like queer women that like I remember I when I knew I was gay I knew I I didn't know if I was bi queer like what that looked like but I knew in fact I was attracted to women at the at the bare, bare minimum. minimum bare yeah. minimum women were on the table yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> but and I was sitting there and for the first time ever 
in Brazil, I think I was like, oh God, how old was I? 19, something like that. Like I was definitely like mm-hmm. blossoming into a young woman. And I had finally seen a gay couple. Oh, two women. Really? In my small ass town where nothing happens and you literally see horses sometimes. I saw two women holding hands. One was more feminine presenting, one was more masculine presenting. And I almost shit my pants. I was so excited. I was like, ah, yes. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to like run up and hug them. I don't know. It, it was like a very emotional moment for me. And I like looked over and like tears were like in my eyes and I was being so dramatic. Um, and, <laughs> and my grandma looked over and was like, ugh, what a oh. waste. The other one is so pretty. And I was like, ooh, mm, my heart, that, that one hurt. And I, I almost oh. challenged it a little bit. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. She was like, if she was with a man, they would make great babies. Now that she's with her, she's like, oh, it's almost like spoiled meat. And that's sort of the ideology with like, at least from, I can't say for like the entirety of Brazil, obviously, yeah, yeah, but yeah. from what I have heard and from what from I have seen, if a straight presenting queer woman is seen as like a lost opportunity or sort of like tainted goods. Damn. Mm-hmm. So like not fun time. Yeah. So I my parents know. My parents know that I'm queer. My parents I'm out to my parents. Okay. But even they have suggested like I would not tell what anybody. Really. In Brazil. So is is almost is like your all of your extended family like still in Brazil? Yes. Okay. Everybody except for my mom and my dad is still in Brazil. Wow. And any of I my friends mm-hmm. in Brazil know that I am queer and that I'm bi that I've dated women that I have dated like trans people that I I I'm more than happy to answer questions I'm more than happy to talk about it and they're totally fine. They accept me. There's no issues at all. Mm. But like, if their parents knew, they're even they were like, I won't tell my mom or my really? dad. And I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. So that's like kind of where that's it's hard. like there's like this really weird line of like who you tell because there even is some people of my age and my generation who were very very heavily influenced by their parents and still have that sort of. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? It's is it so like is because. Brazil is very real, like Catholic. Brazil is very Catholic, but they are also heavily spiritual. Okay. So there's a massive spiritualism that goes with it, and like there's multiple saints and multiple deities that you go to. So it, it is absolutely Catholicism is a part of it, but a bigger part, that in my opinion, from what I can see, is that there it is a huge um, patriarchy. The masculine rules uh, all. So anything that is counter masculine, the feminine, mm-hmm. is bad. Weak. And so being with a woman is inherently in their eyes masculine or sorry. Yeah, no being with being with a woman is inherently masculine. So like if a woman is with another, it's like, you know how like guys, a negative times a negative yes, is positive. Like. Almost. But you know how guys will like a girl on girl and be like, that's fucking hot. If it's for me, hmm. if like a woman's being with a woman, it's like, no, you're taking my woman. You're stealing my property, blah, blah, blah. But especially with a gay man, if, if you're supposed to be strong, big man and you're with, another man that's inherently like very non-masculine so i think anything that deviates from that heteronormative masculinity Mm. is seen as a threat yeah not even like a problem like a threat um my mom's closest friend had a sister that she did not talk to for five years because she came out as a lesbian really she came out as a lesbian and then her entire family did not speak to her for five years oh my gosh from brazil she moved to london because she was like, literally, my Why entire family doesn't here? speak to me. Yeah. And that's a very common thing to happen. Oh my The gosh. family will just like fully stop speaking to you. But yeah, that's, it's very weird. It's like, they will feign acceptance and community until it's in their own home. Yeah. Like, oh, the, na- the neighbor boy from across the street is gay. Who cares? He's a hairdresser. Let him do my nails. Yeah. 
but the second that neighbor boy is dating your son yeah huge problem yeah ban him from the streets kick his ass blah 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 beat the gay out of him yeah and oh the f the f slur is used very liberally there really very liberally yeah that one that one stung a lot don't love that no i mean i was there in february before the whole corona thing kicked in um yeah i remember you looked like you were having so much fun it what well what was that February? That was February. That was February. Right? Yeah. yeah. I went to Carnival. Carnival, yes. for those who don't know, basically think Mardi Gras, but instead of like three days, it's like basically a whole week. Um, and it's Brazilian, so it's better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I went there and I was very like, is this, is this just pride? Because it just looked like a much more exciting and yeah. very culturally aware Weren't you in like a tutu? Pride. I was absolutely in a tutu. <laughs> okay. I, everybody was in a tutu. Yeah. And I was really, honestly, with the outfits, it was hard to tell who was gay and who was straight. Interesting. And like... I just, I've, I have never seen that many queer presenting people mm. and for like men holding hands, women holding hands, gay guys kissing, queer girls kissing. I had never seen that much acceptance in Brazil in my life. It was like, like my brain wow. exploded and I was so happy. I was like, look how, how much growth has happened from the last time I went to Brazil where my grandma literally said like a woman holding other woman's hands was like tainted. Like this mm. is so much growth and amazingness. And then. The la- one of my last days there, I had gone to a dinner party with a bunch of my mom's older friends who had literally, these women had seen me grow up. They saw me basically as another daughter. Yeah. And one of their sons, who might I add, horribly misogynistic, terrible person, has fully assaulted women at a club. Like, terrible, terrible, terrible. I despise him. If given the legal opportunity, I would rip out his penis. Like, that kind of person. Good. She was like, oh my God, I had to pay to get his car fixed so that he could drive to Rio for Carnival because... Um, pardon my language here, because um, the fags took over the carnival in this city. No way. There's, like, too many gay guys here that he felt unsafe. Oh, my God. And I'm like, he can literally die. Oh, my like, God. Like, I don't care. Wow. I don't care. So, like, she was, like, her poor baby boy. She had to, like, pay for him to go to Carnival so in Rio. I know his story. He's <laughs> truly struggled. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. really? So, and then... The other, and so when I was like, okay, come on, girl, really? And then the other women jumped on. And we're like, oh my God, it's terrible. Because all of them had sons. My mom was the only one that had a daughter. Oh my gosh. And so everybody just like hopped them back. We're like, oh my God, yeah. Like one of them asked for his number. <gasps> <I'm> like, <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like, <laughs> as, ma'am, as like knowing how Brazilian men are. And if like, you know, Brazilian men, you know this. Brazilian yeah. men are very forceful in clubs. Like no means yes. And yes means we have already started making out. Yeah. Like, there isn't a lot of consent asking going around in the culture of Brazil. Yeah. So, I know. It was very much like... And they said, um, like, fag so many times that night, and I hadn't heard it in so long. I literally had to go to... nails on a chalkboard. Dude, I hadn't heard it in so long, and then it kept going and going and going and going and going. I had to go to the bathroom and cry. I literally had to go into the bathroom and cry, and, like, just... I, I couldn't... I was like, I will never be able to tell these women who have seen me since I was a baby who I am. They had no idea. And it took every bit of my strength to not just walk out there and be like, so I'm gay. What happens now? Yeah. It took so, And I was like, because I, I could not put my mom in that position. And I could not put my family in that position. Because, like, it wouldn't just affect me. Because I go home. I leave. Yeah. Then nothing happens. Yeah. My family's name would be put into question. Uh. So that's why I don't tell anybody in Brazil that's, like, my older family or older friend family of my yeah. queerness so they don't follow you on instagram they can't they don't understand it that's also a big reason why i use queer 
Oh. Because queer is not... It doesn't translate. Mm Mm-mm. Bi does, queer does not. Okay. So I can say to the till I'm blue in the face, queer, 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 and they don't really know what that means. Okay. Interesting. Uh-huh. It's also sort of a safety measure. It's like yeah. a very subconscious way of doing it. I do genuinely love queer and like what that represents and what that means, especially in like LGBTQ plus culture, but it is also a safe word for me. Yeah. Well, I think that that kind of raises a, a very important topic too of, you know, I, and I don't think it's something that we've touched on on this podcast yet is like you can't always just like come out you can't like it needs it's to be, you need to be you need to make sure that you are safe and that the situation is right and that everything yeah and it's not as simple as just like just say it like, and it's 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 it is that simple if you have someone you can say it to yeah because like that's where I started is telling oh, just is one friend yeah and then two friends and then I started feeling more comfortable telling it to people and then I found myself in the queer community mm-hmm. I wasn't just hang- hanging out with like a bunch of straight people and then my closest friends were gay because that's always been this case since I was even little my mom joked that the only person I would ever smile to was like my gay uncle really relatable content um, <laughs> my uncle my uncle <laughs> which by the way I, have, I haven't Brazil? seen yes but I haven't seen since I was a baby because he is what gay Really? Literally, I haven't. I saw him once when I was like eight, and then I haven't seen him again because he's like, just the city that we're in is so small. Yeah. He's like, I don't feel comfortable living here, and he just left. Really. Relatable. Good for him. Understandable. It, but he's still in Brazil, but in a bigger city now. Yeah. Okay. He's just like, I, I don't even know where he is. No one talks about him anymore. Oh my god. No one talks about him anymore except for my mom. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. I, I no one talks about him anymore. It's like he just doesn't exist. That's so wild. I know. Wow. So that's, but I don't. Plot twist, bitch. He's the only one I smiled at. <laughs> Take that, you homophobic losers. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's bit by bit, person mm. by person. And I've always found myself in close relationships and friendships to like queer people or queer adjacent people. Okay. And so when I came out, came out and like found the space to, and like the words and the language to use of how I was feeling, I now I'm like 95% of my friends are gay or in the queer community or like BIPOC or something. So when did you, when did you find yourself in a, in the queer community? Like, was that more like Denver? Yeah. Like when I would like say, oh, I was like a s- sophomore. No, actually, no, I was a freshman in college. That's when I really started dunking my toes in the queer community because I had met the first, like, mask-presenting lesbian person that I was attracted to. You went to college in Boulder? I I went in Fort Collins. Fort Collins, Mm okay. CSU Grams. (laughs) Arthritis, apparently. Um, (laughs) I I met the first, like, mask-presenting lesbian person, like, that I had contact with, not just, like, a video or a photo I saw where I was like, oh my god, they're so hot, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I met them in person and we were in a dance group together and they are now masculine and they are I believe they're trans okay I, do, I don't keep up with them as well but I will use the pronouns he but when I met them they were a female pregnant like whatever yes. um, his name at the time was Sarah okay um, and I was like oh my god what is this beautiful person get on my body <laughs> and I was so confused because we were in a dance group and everybody it was like three people in the dance group were queer mm-hmm. um, and I and everyone else was straight no, four people in the district were straight, uh, queer, and everyone else was straight. And I was, like, so entranced by the attractiveness of the masculine-presenting uh, woman. There was this femme badass, her name is Alice, who I, to this day, is, like, my mother. I, really? She is the one who taught me how to be confident. Alice, if you're watching this, I fucking love you. <laughs> um, and then there was uh, Kenny, 
who disappeared, don't know where he is, but one of the most fierce bitches I've ever met in my entire life. Can I, I don't need, you're probably not listening to this. You're probably, <laughs> probably, you're probably like in some sort of like outpost with your own commune at this point. I don't know. Love them all dearly. And Jeremy. Um, but they were my first like welcoming into the queer community because they had all represented different facets. I mean, Kenny was a drag queen. Okay. He brought me to the drag world. We performed at a drag show because we were a dance group. And then I was like, that was it for You're me. like, I'm sold. That was, oh, hey, girl. Um, that was control it. Control yourself. It's my birth control. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no babies here. Um, that Not was yet. it for me. Not yet. Not, never. <laughs> never? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Being in my first drag show and seeing the community and seeing the people and like being around queer people, I was like, oh, this is it. This is, mm-hmm. these, these are my people. Like, this is where I feel, I have never felt that confident. And then I was a man for my dra- next drag show. And I was like, oh, mama. A drag king? Yes, bitch. This is the worst fake beard I've ever made in my entire life. I'm much better at it now. And I'm like, this is, this, 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 like, gender non-conforming, just clusterfuck of gayness is, like, this is what I live for. This mm-hmm. is what I'm in. This is where I'm safe. This is where I'm accepted. This is where I'm loud. This is where I'm happy. Yeah. And then from then on, it was just, that was it. I, like, never left the scene. I love that. Ah. And then, of course, I went to my first Pride. Where? In Colorado? In Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have lost track with what happened at that point. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Sign of a great pride. <laughs> I know. I made out with a few women. Good. Got drunk. Good. Which my fantasy. We met at a pride. We did? Yes. Oh my God. We Love met that. at LA Pride. Love that for us. 2019? Yeah. 18. 19. 19. 19. Feels like five years ago at this point. God. <laughs> uh... And then, so after you graduated, you moved directly to LA? I didn't. I stayed there for, so after I graduated, I was in a relationship with a man, straight man, Mm -hmm. cisgendered man, for four years of my life. Wow. Yes. And we were like, gonna get, we were, yeah. Oh, basically. I mean, like I, for my freshman year, I was young, free and single and mingling with, actually this happens every goddamn time. Every time I feel like this is it, men suck, I'm going to just... Hit it with, like, the the non-binary and the women and, like, the trans community. Like, this is it. I hate men. Meh. Whatever. One pops uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. This And so I was, like, literally starting to, like, even be more mask presenting. And I was, uh-huh. like, experimenting with my gender. Um, uh, what's the word? Gender. Expression. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I'm just going to do this and hope you get it. Uh, <laughs> the zhuzh. The zhuzh of it all. Um, my gender expression... Like, literally wearing, like, my hair up. I fucking shaved off my head. It was a moment. Um, you shaved your head? I did, but that was in mm-hmm. high school. And I was thinking about doing it again, and I was going to get an undercut, but I stopped myself. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God, if you're there. Takes it's me, 17 years to grow back out. It really does. I did. I shaved um, this much. Uh-huh. Like, a whole quarter of my head was just... I can, like, picture it. It was a, it was a like moment. I feel like you would pull it off It well. was a moment. It was a look. I did not have any photos of it because I loved it for a week, and then I hated it. <laughs> Despised it with all every part of my soul. Um, anything. <laughs> um, I'm only going to queer parties. I'm only meeting queer people. Anytime I talk to a straight man, I want to die a lot. So let me just like <laughs> stick with women. And then I met him at a party and like, that was kind of it. Wow. And then we dated for four years. Wow. And I was like, you know, I don't need to come out because I'm going to marry this man and I can just hide in, in heteronormative bliss. That's a lie. There was nothing heteronormative. I just kept going to gay clubs and being gay. But he was also just a straight man that was like in my presence as well. Even when I went to his with his friends, I'd be like, you know what Jewish means? Like, and I would like gay up. I would just queer up the space. That's good. I'd be like, mm, doing God's work. Hello. <laughs> I was like, do you know? Do you wash your ass? I need. I have questions. Do you wash? Your ass? <laughs> I need to know these things. Important. The important questions. Seriously. And yeah. then we um, mutually decided to break up. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. 
what happens now? Mm. So that's why I came out to my parents is because I didn't have the backup of like, it's okay, I'll marry a man they never have to know. Mm. And I'm like, I probably don't. Were you like scared to tell your parents? Oh, terrified. Mm -hmm. Because throughout any time someone had thrown a slur or said something bad about the queer community or said like a woman is tainted if she's with another woman, my mom was there the whole time and she never stood up for it. Just silent, yeah. She was silent the whole time. So I was like, so in my brain, it was like, so she agrees. And there were a few times that I had subtly be like, Put a finger down if you know, like put a finger down if you like, like, oh my god. Um, I would always like subtly drop it, and she would always be like, like she would never. It would never be like, oh, it'd be fine. She would never take it seriously, but she never was like, oh, it would be okay. I'd be fine with it. It was always like, don't, don't joke like that. I was like, oh god, she's gonna hate me. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a very stern, serious man, so I was like, well, he just hates gay people because he's stern, and that's the logic that happened with my teenage self. But yeah, no, came out totally fine. They had no problems with it. My mom didn't know, which was shocking. I was like, oh, you mean, you're telling me that the girl who wore a silk hammer pant <laughs> and a tuxedo top with a pimp cane and her hair up looking like slicked back, you thought that was straight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you thought was, I wore that to prom. You did. I did. I wore silk hammer do pants. I do. Oh my gosh. I do. We can look for it later because it's going to yeah. be taking me a while to find. But All like, right. I fully wore that to prom and my mom was like, that's straight. That is a heterosexual woman. <laughs> I went with another woman at that. And she was like, that is a... And was like, we're just friends. We were just friends. But yeah. it, we did, she also wore a suit. Oh we did not gosh. look. We did not look straight in the slightest. Is that person now mm, queer or are they they're, so they have They have queer tendencies. Okay. But they don't have the label. They're currently also with a straight man. So. Respect that. But you know, with my current um, boyfriend... Spectrum. 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 Love mm-hmm. that. Um, terrible internet service. Terrible internet. Terrible. My God. It's the worst. She's right there. Look at her. Yeah. I had gotten Be a better. fight with them the other day. Me actually. too. <laughs> Love it. Rumble. Mm-hmm. But um, no, and even now with the boyfriend that I have now, before we met, I had literally downloaded Bumble to get into... Do you remember Chappie? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, so in order to get into one of their events, <laughs> I had to have did. a Bumble. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I should probably make this look like a real account so I can get a free drink. And so like, I just like spit, sped swiped through like, sure, 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 sure. He's cute, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you know, I have to send a message. So I was like, bloop, to like 10 random dudes. And then like, I never opened the app again. And I went there because it was a queer event. I had literally planned to meet up with a girl there and she never showed up. At the Chappie event? Yeah, at the Chappie event. And the girl just never showed up. And then, like, I was, like, bored and sad and dejected. So I was, like, let's have let's men validate me. Let's go to Bumble. <laughs> let's go to Bumble. Let's have men validate me. I never had a dating app before. And then he was there. And then from that, I just, like, again, end of story. I didn't know that's how you guys met. That's literally how we met. I was looking for a lesbian lover. And wow, he was. the world works in weird ways. I'm pissed. But, I like, I love him, so I'm not. Mm. But also, like, what is the what is the game? Every time I'm, like, that's it. Women, <laughs> trans, non-binary only. And he's, like, well, what about a man? I'm, like, fuck. <laughs> why <laughs> love him not a problem but yeah the lord works in mysterious ways yeah and confusing ways yeah mm. but yeah a year after the breakup i was i mean i lost someone that i thought i was literally going to be married to yeah so it was a very difficult was that your first relationship mm, mm. first of that caliber. i love mario mariah carey moments don't i <laughs> um first of that caliber Okay. Yes, that was a very great way to put it because I had had I've had loved before, but it wasn't real love. It was yeah. like I mean, God, I love like them school, kind of like, bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, this yeah, was the first yeah. time we had like traveled together. Okay. We'd got to Japan, Spain, Thailand. Wow. Like we had traveled together. We like lived together briefly. We were gonna get a dog. Like Holy it was shit. very very serious. But he was military. Okay. And it was it was a certain point where like we were long distance the whole time. Like we were long distance while he was um, in Spain. 
um, we were, we, it was a very, very committed relationship and it was just a reality of like, I don't want to do long distance. You don't want to live distance, but I don't want to live in Ohio. Yeah. You no, can't, you, you can't choose to live anywhere else. Wow. So, Bleh, bye. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I still love and care for him very much. Yeah. So, yeah, you just, your paths diverge in a yellow wood. Oh, come on. Robert Frost, <laughs> Jack Frost, Robert E. Lee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert E. Lee, thank you. <laughs> yes, um, that is a beautiful poem by Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tea. Tea. Mm-hmm. How do you spend your time in LA? Girl, not shit anymore. I mean, with COVID, in I the don't normal do times. Anything. What were you doing? And how Honestly, long have you been here? Two years. Oh yeah, I've been here for two years. What I will okay. say is for LA, and what I regret not doing right off the bat is getting heavily involved in the gay scene and the queer scene. What did you do when you? Because did you I, just like come out here and well, start I mean, working? just inherent. Yes, I was very dedicated to the work, and I was like grind or die kind of. Just, I mean, I'm a modeling. Me too, girl. Grind or die. That's the vibe. <laughs> grind or die. Yes. Um, and you were modeling. And at the I time. mean, admittedly, as this is my whole life, ninety-five percent of my friends are still gay men. <laughs> that is just going to happen, yeah. or queer women. It still is. Will always be. Nothing will change. Yeah. Um, but I like, especially with the drag scene. I know it's 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 a different beast. The drag scene in LA is a different beast because in in Denver it was like. We're here to have fun. In a sense, like they were very serious about their art. Like, do you know Evie Oddly? Of course. I did. I performed with Evie Oddly a few Love times. Her. And amazing. The sweetest, realest, genuine. She I deserved every inch of attention and money and respect that she's gotten and I'm so proud of her she's so talented and it's always been that way yeah her drag was always viewed as a little like what is she doing like I literally saw her do predator but drag no alien alien in drag and I was like work bitch that was the first time I really saw saw her and it was she's amazing I well the first time I saw her she was a go-go dancer at one of the major pride uh, sorry major um gay bars Hmm in Denver tracks and I saw her as a go-go dancer and she did, was like bending and contorting and I was like this bitch yeah. is a fucking talented person and I told <laughs> I told him jellyfish that. <laughs> like, I told him that and and the fact that it's grown to this is not surprising at yeah. all I, it's you know when you see someone you're like that's a star yeah very similar to Evie Oddly situation but it's queens who are taking themselves seriously and doing the work but it's also an accessible mm-hmm. community like, I could walk in there as someone who was doing, like, um, college drag shows. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to do drag with you guys. Can I do like, that? Okay. And yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Because, like, I went from doing Drag King and, mm-hmm. like, I did my focus and I started doing more background dancing because mm-hmm. that's where I found my, my happiest. Because you're also an incredible dancer. <laughs> but um, That noise is her saying. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Translation subtitles. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> CC. So, yes. thank you. Um, yes, she's but an yes. incredible dancer as well. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Appreciate you CC. Um, <laughs> but... Appreciate you. you. The ring. I am, in fact, um, a goblin. But here in LA, it's like intense. You can't do that. I can't just fucking walk up to Laganja's Ranja Bay. Hey, girl, you do the background dancer? What's up? I can't walk up to. Well, now you can. Yeah, well, now I really can because it's COVID. I would get just punched in the mouth, maybe. Who knows? I feel like. I feel like queens are like... Well, to me, I guess I haven't tried it, so I don't know for sure, but it doesn't feel as accessible. Like, there isn't... For example, in Denver, the biggest drag show thing we had was Drag Nation. Mm -hmm. So I knew who the 
um, coordinator for the dance sh- dances and the background dancers for the drag queens were. So all I had to do was be like, hey, me dance, me dance. Yes. I dance for you. <laughs> and it just worked. Yeah. So here there like really isn't anything like that. So if you don't have a way to really communicate with Got drag it. queens. And I also yeah. feel like a lot of drag queens don't use background dancers here. Yeah. Like to what I from what I've seen, it's more of like people go for the drag queen. They don't need the show that comes for the drag queen. Well, I feel like now yeah. too, it's because everybody in LA is like so high profile because of drag race that it's like there's almost like a there's bit no of a need. barrier. Yes. It's like you're going like I, I do see that it's from my experience with all of them that I've met, I've met like a handful of them. They're always so wonderful oh, to like yes. meet and talk to. And mm-hmm. I bet if you walked up to someone and was like, I want to fucking dance for you sometime, they would be like, I love that. They'd be like, I fucking love that confidence. Well, but it's the actually getting to them. And exactly. Like, you're not going well, go to it's, you're it's not gonna gonna go to like Flaming Saddles and like see fucking Alaska like Well, because with Drag Nation, every single, we, it was a monthly thing. And every single month we'd have two to three Rue girls. Okay. So I have, like I've danced for, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. You know, what? I'm not even gonna try to remember their names because mm-hmm. I had to do three. I literally was gonna do dance for none of them, and I wasn't even dancing that month. And I was asked to do four dances, and so like that month was just an entire blur. Because um, <laughs> she's a star. <laughs> but like, I've met a lot of like my favorites. Of course, were Katya and Trixie because uh, at the time I was obsessed I with love, uh, and like, I who, love, who isn't uh, obsessed with uh? But the, I only was, the people who haven't watched it. I if you're say, not obsessed with it, it's because you, you haven't, haven't watched, watched it. it. Factual. Like, <laughs> well, you know how Trixie jokes that she's like a six foot man yeah. in heels. Yeah. Um, I've I met Trixie in person, and that is a tall bitch. Like, I'm I'm five eight, which like did I you meet her in dra- in drag? Yes. Yeah. That is a fucking tall. tall. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, she's like six four. In she's heels. huge. Yeah. It was very. And her hair adds another like eight inches. A hundred percent. But like I've met all of them, not all of them, that's dramatic, but I've met a lot of them and every single one, save for like two or three, had been nothing but the most, the, the sweetest, kindest, welcoming. They love talking. They love yeah. it. But like also none of them used dancers. Yeah. That's the reality. It's just like a lot of, especially those higher profile queens, they don't use dancers. Do you think that's because they don't want to pay them or they just don't want, they're like. It's because they don't need them. They just like, it's because they don't, it's because they, they don't need them. They don't. And um, or they just don't see the, see a need for them because a lot of the queens I've noticed um, don't have like choreography. They don't have a dance. Well, I was gonna say I feel like there are very few now who are like known Chore- for their performances exactly. versus like their personality and their or their lip sync or something. Yeah. So like I know. Um, I saw Trinity and she had backup dancers. Yes, they were like there's naked there's men. very well, <laughs> there's very few who use like actual dance dancers. Yeah, and who will like it's just eye candy for everybody who's there. I guess. Yeah, and like there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. not a problem with that. I see nothing wrong with that. Like you do you, it's your show, you yeah. whatever. But it just leaves a very small window for people like me who want to be in the drag scene, but a don't really want to do drag anymore, and b can only really offer dance. Nothing wrong, just. You'd be a good host. Just a little tear. Well, maybe <laughs> if I do the little. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. We'll goes. I'm just following any fucking lead at this point. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, anything. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's kind of where my mentality is All at. All opportunities. Follow same. the lead. Follow the path wherever. Follow the leader. Cha cha slide into some new opportunities. Right foot, left stop. <laughs> left foot, left stop. <laughs> slide to the left. <laughs> Well, that is forever ingrained right. into our, our DNA. Crisscross. <laughs> it really is. I'm going to play it at my wedding. On a, if you didn't, it's the be... whitest fucking shit I've ever said in my life. No, it transcends race. I guess maybe like Cotton Eye no. Joe would be like a little whiter. Cha-Cha Slides transcends race, yeah. age, creed. It's the, the uniter. It is. That and like where's the I guess like, like what would be the, the BIPOC version of Cha-Cha Slide is like Cupid Shuffle. Cupid Shuffle. Uh, which I or love both insane. The Drake Tootsie Slide. 
Or is eh, that too new? That's too new. Yeah. That's too new. Yeah. It's like that's like the the hip younger nephew. The TikTok version. Yeah. <laughs> the TikTok version. Oh, yeah. God, I love TikTok. That's a it's a deadly beast. Yeah. God. How'd you get into TikTok? YouTube compilations of TikToks. Really? And I was like, Were you on Vine? Like, Did you watch Vine? No, I wish I was though, because I well the thing is I was on other people's vines, mm-hmm. but I never had my own Vine. Okay. And I should have been on Vine. You would have been really fucking good at Vine. Do everyone told me when Vine was popping and like Liza Koshi was really popular on Vine, I mm-hmm. got tagged. I got sent her even to this day I get sent her like vines, her YouTube videos, her Instagram posts like this is you. Oh my god, this is you. I'm like Shut up. Stop. It should have been. No, everyone was like, if you were on Vine, you could have been Liza Kashi. And I was like, don't tell me that. Well, now you're doing it through TikTok. Bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So TikTok is confusing. As a you creator, know. especially like if you get hype out of nowhere, I have no idea. I'm like, what do y'all, what do you want? <laughs> what do I do? Tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. I don't know what Tell I'm me doing. what you want, what you really, really want. I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously, it's very intimidating. Yeah. It's very intimidating because you, I'm like, okay, people want my personality. That's all they want. And then I like put the camera in front of me and I'm like, what the fuck is my personality? Yeah. Well, I can't figure out like the formula for success because like in my mind, TikTok was like, it was like, it was created not like Instagram is like to look hot on and you gain followers for being hot. And TikTok is like, you gain followers because you're like funny as fuck. But then there's also like, of course, the boys and girls and the individuals and they, them, theirs. Mm -hmm. That is straight TikTok. Who just get fucking like millions of followers who are just like winking and like doing a body roll. And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Like I'm like, do I want that? Yeah, I want that for myself. But also like, I don't think I could ever do that. But I want the money. <laughs> I want the validation of being told. Like, Secure the money. Well, that's honestly, I'm like, there's like a part of my brain, because with my Instagram, I was like, mm-hmm. like it is my portfolio, but there's a little part of me that was like, you know, I can, I am, I am logical and smart enough to know that I am attractive and that people view me as attractive. Mm-hmm. My self-esteem tells me otherwise, but it, like my brain is like, but I, I don't think I'm attractive enough. To be like those girls who just like sit on their Instagram and be hot. That's and how take, I like, feel really too. Really pretty selfies. I totally feel the same way. Like I and as like a literal model, that's probably weird for me to say and weird for people to hear. But like <laughs> that's just how I feel. Because like I'm also, mind you, I'm surrounded by these like insanely beautiful men and women. Yeah. All the time, every day, and like I see them as humans and I see who they are. I'm like okay, and I <laughs> tea. Some of them, it's purely they are photogenic. It's angles, or they look very weird in person. Mm. And just photograph really well. Yeah. That happens a lot. I believe that. That happens a lot. Like, it just, it does. It's it's normal. I mean, if someone's job is to photograph well, obviously they're going to photograph well. Yeah. Duh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very, it's a very interesting, social media in general is very interesting, mm-hmm. especially if it's a massive part of your job. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I wish it wasn't, but literally the first thing a lot of agents and companies ask me is like, how many followers do you have? Really? One of the first questions and then it kind of became taboo to ask that, so now they just ask for your Instagram. Did they care? Were they like trying to cast people who had big followings? I've lost, for sure, because of this reason, I asked three jobs to people who had bigger followings, and that was literally the only reason. Really? They had more followings. That is, it, it's true, and it's, I mean, I have a mar- like a marketing degree as well. So mm-hmm. um, I, from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense because you're like, oh, free marketing. Yeah. Of course. Like, she has, like, what, 20,000 followers? That's decent, but this girl has 100,000 followers, so, like, that's 80,000 more people that we didn't have to pay for. Yeah, just free eyes. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It, it does. It does, Business-wise, it, it unfortunately does make sense, but I will say all three of those shoots flopped. Really? Yeah, like, they never made it to fruition. Interesting. So, ha-ha, ha-ha-ha. 
This is just a uh, sing-along podcast now. <laughs> honestly, the amount of Britney tributes I've done is asinine. Yeah. And I will do more. Oh, my god. I will happily do more. So do you feel like being queer has affected your modeling life at all? I mean, of course. I'm sh- that's such a question because I'm sure it's affected it. I'm sure it's affected in a way. it, but in a way. But if it has, it, I haven't noticed it. Okay. And I haven't seen it. Why do you think that is? Because everything happens very close, in closed doors. Like, mm. if you get denied from an agency, they will never tell you why. They will rarely tell you why. They'll just be like, I'm sorry, you just weren't a good fit. Really? So if it has affected me, it's been in behind closed doors. Mm. And I have not seen the repercussions of it. Although I do have some friends who are obviously queer and gay presenting, and even on their social medias, who have been told by, like, agents that's like, we can't market that. Is that more... With a gay guy. I was going to say, is that more, like, men or women? gay guy. So, like, if it has affected my career, I have not seen it. If mm. anything, it's just been a talking point. Got it. During shoots or something to connect with to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm queer. And then like the camera guy, like camera guy number two is like, yes, I'm yes, I'm Or like I'll say like, oh my god, what was it? Um, oh, it happened in season ten. It was the catchphrase for a while. Stunning. No. Season ten of Drag Race. Season ten. It was like. Season ten. Or maybe it was season eleven. It was you gotta. It was like glamorize or. Oh, Opalence? Opalence! 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 Yes, and so I was literally in the middle of a shoot, and like, skincare shoot, like, my hair is literally wet, there's like, pounds of glitter all over me, and this, like, the, the main photographer guy just whispers, Opalence! Opalence! And he just whispers it, and so I was like, you, you are earn everything! And I just like, looked over and I whispered, and he was like, oh, bitch. And he just looks at me, and he just goes like, and I was like, Izzy, you know. And I know, I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Flick of the wrist. My favorite, um, I do you know who Brittany Broski is by chance? Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Kombucha. Kombucha girl. Um, the Trixie videos are yes! there. So fucking funny. Yes! And she makes me scream because she's like, I'm an ally. <laughs> and so anytime I like, I'm very well versed in like the, especially the gay lingo. People, uh-huh. And I, I like, I want to say I'm an ally. But in reality, I'm like, I'm just also a fellow. Like, I'm, like, I'm just like a queer woman. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm one of you. I'm basically. I mean, at this point, because like I love queer women and gay women, but mm. like they're a very different vibe. And yes, I mean, the queer community in general is just easier to be with. They just Versus are. Versus the heteros, <laughs> the, the straights. <laughs> and like I have straight women friends. They're absolutely yeah. manageable. Honestly, you know what? I just fucking yeeted my scrunchie. Um, <laughs> straight guys are so. Interesting. I don't I know. know why I did that in Britain. They're interesting. so interesting. I like because I am dating a straight man. When Is I hang up with straight? him, and his he 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 says allegedly. Um, He's beautiful. When, you. I made Carson, him you're beautiful. I made, I made him myself. Him myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's his mom, Mama Mosser. Hi, hey, Robin. Um, <laughs> I have been in a room full of his friends, and I'm just there, like. Yeah. How do I do this? No, it's my favorite. I love being thrown into... No. My... Like, where I thrive. Like, make them a little uncomfortable? Yes. My Mm. favorite thing to do in college was, like... like, Emasculate them a little bit? Yes! (laughs) That was my favorite thing to do in college. I was, like, be, like, this, like, big, big man-mans of, like, fucking cut-out shirts and, like, protein and I'm whatever. And they were just so... Tiny Izzy! (laughs) They were enthralled because I had just, like... Especially when I was new to my queerness, like a baby gay, I was, like, so... I could get any woman... Ever. Once I finally felt the confidence in it, and I was like, girl, 
the world is mine. Yeah. And every woman is mine to take. Like, so I like walked into every party with like this big dick energy of like, I will take your woman. And like, <laughs> look at my flannel. Ah! Like that's literally, was me. And they would just be enthralled. They'd be like, what is like, this? Like who, who is, is this mythical woman? Basically, because like, <laughs> I would walk into parties and I'd either be super femme. I mean like tits out, like singed yeah. makeup, lip, a dark red. Mm, wow. Always. Why? Wow. Because I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's, I just, it's it was just, just like something. A pop. It was just something I did. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I would, whenever you would go to like queer parties, like there was, there was literally like homes. It would be like, what was it? The gay cave. <laughs> um, the Where these like the off campus houses. Yeah. That okay. was literally like, claimed like territories like it was of, like, just like gayness. A, bunch of, a bunch of homos living and together. so of course like when you went there you would to like turn it out of course you would like stunt and wear extravagant things or yeah. like skimpier things and so when i would go out to straight parties i'd dumb it down a little bit but like not by a lot yeah and so when i would go people would be like oh so i'd either be like, be like miss girl <laughs> it's like kind of androgynous like low bun mystery mm. Or I would be hella femme, titties out, red lip, like, talking to their... I actually... Real tea. Um, <laughs> did I, you steal a lady? Once upon a time. <gasps> once upon a December, I did, in fact. Really? Yes. Well, I did... You borrowed her. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. I was like, I could have, uh-huh. but I was the bigger woman. Okay. The bigger bitch. It was like... Boop. No. <laughs> you text me later, sweetheart. Have a good night. <laughs> basically, and it's like, I've just, I always walked in with the biggest dick energy in those places. And the fact that like, they would always ask like, so have you like been with a woman? I was like, yes, and I'm better than you. And I know I am. <laughs> I know that I uh, am. Like, and that's just like, that's just like what I walked in with. So I love mm-hmm. the sort of like, cause like A, it was usually pretty, like a good educating moment because they were like, what these these? They listened more, so I, I they would and they would felt more comfortable being like, so what is a gay? And I would, <laughs> and I would just answer the question like, mm, yes, <laughs> what? And then, <laughs> like, I think about a penis once. Does that make me gay? Like, it makes You're you like whatever a you need to be. Sorry. Like, it, it, makes, it makes it what you need to be, Eric. Like, yeah. this, that wasn't a real story, by the way. Mm. Do I know an Eric who told me that once? Maybe so. <laughs> the world may never the know. World may never know, but Eric, you and I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's like, I would love to make friends with anybody, unless you're like, you know, a Nazi. An asshole, yeah. I'm not a big fan Just of Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Racist, sexist, yeah. homophobic, fascist, not a big fan of any of those. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm down. Cool. That's good. Yeah! Let's pop my wrist. Let's pop it. A few final follow, or final questions. Love. Um, so. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for all the people listening in the world? Or or mm. what would you have told your younger self? Like all those like cliches that go are actually really therapy, great. Go to therapy. Really? Bitch. Go. Let's talk about therapy. Go for a to minute. therapy, bitch. Damn. Yeah. God, I remember when I was younger, I was like, of course if you go to therapy, you're going to be you're going to be diagnosed with something. That's all they want to do. Yeah. It's like Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. Like, you don't have to go to medication. You don't have to do anything. Just talk therapy can be so helpful. Yeah. Just have, like, a third party someone who has so much knowledge of the human mind and has spoken to so many people with so many different perspectives. Like, mama, if you can and you can afford it, go to therapy. How did you find your therapist? Which one? <laughs> That's, How many do you have? 
in this current moment in time, one. Okay. But I've had three that I liked, five in total. So, is it normal to not like your first therapist? Oh my god, (laughs) I despised my first therapist. She was a bitch. No offense. (laughs) But like, it's like dating. Yeah. You don't just like pick one. And you're stuck with them forever. Exactly. Don't just pick one and you're like, well. I committed. Yeah. You're paying them. Literally You're paying them to help you. So they're not fucking helping you. So you don't feel like, and I will say there is something to say that it it may take more than one session for you to feel like you're quote unquote helped. Yeah. But get someone who makes you feel heard Mm -hmm. and understood and felt and that you can feel like you can really let yourself go in what you're saying and what you need. Mm -hmm. That would be my biggest advice for therapy is like, go in willing and know that the therapist doesn't do the work for you you do the work it's like if you had to fix your car and you needed to call the mechanic they can't come help you for whatever reason you have to explain to them what you see so they can only help you based off what you tell them that you, that they that yeah because they don't know everything going on under exactly the exactly so that's like the best way okay but go to therapy sweet Jesus how did you Christ. find your therapist i first the first time around it was more of like an emergency situation of like breaking down in my dad's car and him being like you're going to therapy and being like maybe so maybe so maybe i need it fine dad and so then there was this like help center okay where like you just got thrown in yeah and given a therapist and i was like so she's not it can we go to someone else and they just kind of bounced me around till i found one that i liked gotcha second time around did you still feel like it was helpful to go to the person who sucked or was it more frustrating? More frustrating. Yeah. Because like that's that's what's the hard part is. But I knew. You open up and you're like, God damn it, I'm still not being understood. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, this is the, the big thing that the first one, what really didn't work for me is that she kept interrupting me. Oh. And then when I would say how I felt, she'd be like, actually, that's not how you feel. Ew. And I hated, I hated the way she phrased things. Because even if she, she was right. She was, I was like, I'm mad at him for this. She's like, no, you're not mad at him. You oh, just are disappointed in the man, 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 man. And the way she did things didn't work for me at the time. Yeah. Now, honestly, the person I am now, I feel like if I went to her, she would be great. Yeah. But just for who I was then, it did not work. Yeah. And that's okay. And totally. that's fine. And the next one was just very calm and kind and compassionate and gentle and very motherly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed at the time. Okay. So I think within the first two sessions, you can tell if you and that person are really going to vibe or if not. You vibe. Vibe. Vibes. 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 <laughs> the second one, through a friend. Okay. I just asked, because I had friends who were going to therapy. I was like, who do you go to? Mm-hmm. And then they gave me the person. And she was amazing. Right off the bat, I was like, this woman is an, an angel. Awesome. Third time, who I found now, through a friend as well. Um, but if not, I just would have gone through my insurance and looked yeah. at the provider and see who was the cheapest. Yeah. That's it. Do you also, I feel like it's an interesting conversation. It was a podcast I was listening to about trying to find a therapist who's like of a similar creed. Yeah. Like orientation like background. Demographics. It's yeah. just like similar, similar experiences so that they mm-hmm. can kind of understand a little bit more of like what you're going through. Cause like if I were to go to a straight male therapist, like there's no way that he would be able to give me any insight into any of my lived experiences. No. And to me personally, I the only sort of thing I would want from a therapist is for them to be female. Mm-hmm. That's mostly because I find the way that the male, ex- traditionally male mind, like even if it was a gay male, I think I'd feel more comfortable. But if like, especially with like a straight, cisgendered, white male, they have never needed to live, have a lived in experience of being the minority. Yeah. And I am a queer woman of color who is also an immigrant. 
So it's a lot of layers. That's a lot of layers. Um, <laughs> and so like I feel like I would prefer somebody who has some sort of lived in experience yeah. and has a, a semblance of an idea of what I went through in my life. Yeah. And that wouldn't be like if I told them, oh yeah, no, I was my papers were questioned and I was referred to a good thing you're pretty for a wetback. And they would know what that means and the gravitas of what that is. Not just, oh man, you got a slur, that sucks. Like that's I needed a little more than yeah. that. Yeah. So that's my I guess. That's good advice. That's yeah, really... it's 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 smart to And I feel like the hardest thing about therapy is like figuring out how to like get started oh a hundred percent yeah it's like because it's not just you're there you you get a therapist and you're like i'm, I'm safe I'm fixed. <laughs> i did it like it's a lot of willingness yeah you have to be willing to work through what they tell you and you cannot come in defensive you can't like yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be therapists who maybe won't break it to you the same way or the way that you liked, kind of like what I experienced. And then you have to find somebody who communicates differently. But for the most part, you have to come in open-minded of like, I think these are my problems. They're like, actually, those aren't your problems. Those are symptoms of your problems. Exactly. And you have to be open and willing to do that and do that work. So if they tell you like, you should try meditating five to 10, like five to 10 minutes a day. Don't just be like, I hate meditation. Like, no, you have to do it Mm. and see how you feel Hmm. with that piece of information. Yeah. Love that. Shadow work, honey. It's a botch. <laughs> a botch. A botch and a half. I'm gonna botch up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? The girl that did shoes. Shoes. Kelly. Yeah, yeah Kelly came back. I know. I loved it. Masks. Or oh my god. Right? Masks. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? Masks. Saving twenty twenty. Fully. Next, almost last question. Almost. What's the gayest thing you did this week? <sighs> Survived, breathed, lived. <laughs> Probably. Lived. I mean, honestly, if you just look at my TikTok for you page, it's just like <laughs> women making swords, <laughs> and like <What? laughs> a girl like bench pressing a lot of weight while listening to like anime erotica. This is not a joke. This is fully things that have been the on TikTok, TikTok algorithm is so scary. It's so accurate, and I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. oh, I should mention I'm a huge anime nerd. Yeah, and so the fact that it was she was like listening to anime erotica voices, like ASMR. Um, ASMR anime erotica You're while like, like bench pressing it. massive amounts of weights. I'm like, yes. I'm sold. Uh, the answer is yes. I will, <laughs> I will take your full stock. Thank you oh so much. I'm like, so like the gayest thing this week has probably been just my TikTok for you, Paige. I love that. I don't know what the gayest thing I did this week was. Oh, no. I think the gayest thing I did this week is I... So there was a new... There, uh, okay. I like... I like a, applied for a new job but like it, the job that I'm at okay so like an upgrade yeah like an upgrade there mm-hmm. was like an opening and they were like who's interested and I was like yeah why not so we had to do this assignment right to, to like test out our skills and abilities and see who would be like the best fit for the okay, job cute, and then cute, also cute. see if we would like like it uh-huh. so I did like 30 hours of research on Lizzo yes <laughs> like literally wrote a 30 page essay on Lizzo and her life and her awards and her like very, and that was the very much. that was the assignment that I had to do for this giving job. me very much choose the gay icon <laughs> very much yeah work okay. yeah so now we stand Lizzo in this household we do we've always I always Lizzo. have loved her but it's like once now I actually like learned her. more about her I was like fuck I love her like, as you should so much respect for her like, as you should the most well I knew about her like a re- not to be like I knew I, I went too. together but like Since yeah phone I knew to- yes. weird phone yes what the hell my phone no no yes yes that was, okay. that was like a gay college job yes oh my god no but I knew like Truth Hurts yeah years ago and yeah. then like and when, it, when it came out yeah that like god is that yes yeah. when that came back out I was like oh. you're like what okay that's mm-hmm. great catch work. up people yeah absolutely <laughs> truly yeah but I, yeah that was super, super sore guy 
Sergey. 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 That's very H2O of you. Clear. 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 Um, and then last question mm. is, do you have any organizations that you'd like to spotlight hot, spotlight hotline and highlight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you worked at the end. <laughs> I, we love a big finish. We love a big finish. And she sticks the landing. Oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I do have a um, foundation. I'm uh, volunteering with them this coming Thursday. Oh. It's called Suitcase Joe Foundation. What is that? It's, um, a, it's, it's, they're a small one. Um, but this girl, Natty. Uh, well, the the biggest the person that I found her through was um, it's Blitz. She's a YouTuber. She's an ASMR person. She's huge humanitarian. She's one of my favorite people. Julia. She's amazing. And she showed them and showed their work. And, and I was like, I need to get into volunteering more. Let me do this. So I looked into it. Um, so they are a resource for um, the disadvantaged, like the homeless community. Okay. So they share their stories. And they give them resources. So, like, they'll give them. They, I know they do therapy. They do women advocacy wow. and um, therapy, like therapy for them, and um, just like support systems for women and battered women as well. They provide food, clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just sort of a, a mass resource, wow. especially for the community in Skid Row. Okay. So, like, what I'm, for example, on Thursday, what I will be doing is I'm assembling the kits. Okay. And I'm going to be assembling the food kits and stuff so wow. that... They if can... I didn't have work, I would totally go with you. Yeah, no, it's at like 9 a.m. on Thursday, so a lot of people can't, but I have the liberty of doing that, so That's I will awesome. be doing it, yeah. What is it? Suitcase? Suitcase Joe Foundation. Okay, so suitcase, J-O-E. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so if you want to check that out, it'll be linked in the description of this episode. Are they just in L.A.? or is, are they um, kind of Right like... now, yeah, because like they're literally just starting out. Like It's a very small organization. They're getting a lot of volunteers, which is great, That's but awesome. they are, like, they're not like massive by okay. any means. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yay! Awesome. Well, last but not least, plug yourself. Oh, my God. Who did? Get, who who did? Is, is he busy? Is, is he busy, is, baby cat? Uh, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> that's my favorite nickname. <laughs> but, yes, um, I'm Is a Busy Spider on TikTok and Instagram, but I'm Is All Good on Twitter because someone has... I you on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but no one else I'm on Twitter because some random German teenager has Izzy Busy Spider and they haven't posted in like years. That's fine. I'm That's not mad about worst. it. But it's, it's all good. It's I-Z-Z all good G-U-D. You can find me everywhere um, at Aaron Idelson. Yes, Aaron Idelson, A-R-O-N-I-D-E-L-S-O-N. You can find this podcast on Instagram, Queering the Air Pod. Uh, we are in the process of launching a YouTube channel, which is why I keep fucking with this camera because... Um, the YouTube algorithm like works and there's no podcast algorithm so we're trying to grow we're trying to grow grow brand um, yeah and if you loved this episode go support Izzy she's the the best um, also Matt isn't here but his socials are Matty Roar um, and then remember to follow on whatever platform you listen to your, your podcast on and read us five stars on iTunes thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you <laughs> uh, all right. And see. And see. <laughs> <laughs>